Well, again, good morning. Where you are reveals what is happening. One more time. Where you are reveals what is happening. Let's say it together. Where you are reveals what is happening. One more time. Where you are reveals what is happening. We're going to unpack the where and the what today. Where you are reveals what is happening. Um, even just kind of uh, playfully, but uh, didn't know if you know that where you are reveals what is happening. Every time LSU has played in a national championship, where have they played? New Orleans. First time they won a national championship, 1958, they played in New Orleans, and they played Clemson. So may history repeat itself. Amen? Uh, It is an awesome gift to have my family with us, and I hope that your time with your family or whoever you're going to be with tomorrow is filled with grace. Where you are reveals what is happening, and I know that there's lots of places we could go with the baptism of the Lord today, but as we find ourselves in the Gospel of Matthew, the thing that I want us to hold on to today with the reading is where you are reveals what is happening. Let's unpack that together, okay? Where are we in the Gospel of Matthew? As we find ourselves in chapter 3, it is the physical location that is going to reveal what's happening. And we know that Jesus was baptized in what river? He was baptized in the Jordan River. Where's the Jordan River? Because to the first century Jewish ear, who's listening to this, to the first century Jewish eye, who's watching this, it's the where of the baptism that's going to reveal the what is happening. Now, the Holy Land is obviously uh, kind of slender. It runs north to south and off to the, you might say, the western side of the Holy Land is the Mediterranean Sea. In the Holy Land, the eastern border is the Jordan River. It runs north to south. It is the eastern border of the Holy Land. Further off to your east is Egypt. And that ought to ring a bell for you because we know what happened in Egypt and we know what happened when they got to the Holy Land. It's the first Exodus. Exodus, the book of Exodus chapter 14, tells us of that day, that moment, that season in Israel's life when they were wandering through the desert. They left Egypt over here to the east. They traveled west to the Jordan River. Now, it's, a, it's about from New Orleans to Mobile to get there, but it's, it's, it, it took them 40 years to get there. Now, in the book of Joshua, it's an Old Testament book. Not many of us has probably read that. You're more familiar with books like Genesis and Exodus, and that's okay. But the story of the, the Exodus ending, as God is leading his people from slavery to freedom, it's going to end in chapter 3 of Joshua. So God's chosen people have left Egypt. They have made their way over here to Holy Land. And they're at the Jordan River. And they've got to cross the river to get to the chosen land. And in Joshua chapter 3, we hear the story of what happened. And this is what happened, it says. They had the Ark of the Covenant, right? So there's these guys who are holding this beautiful golden container, and inside the container is the Ten Commandments. That's the Ark of the Covenant. That's why our tabernacles look like that. So you've got these guys, and they've got the Ark of the Covenant, and who's following them? But the priest, and that's what's leading Israel, right? So Israel is now on the 
you might say, the, the banks of the Jordan River, and they're trying to get into the Holy Land. Now, Exodus, this journey began with this amazing story, this amazing event of the Red Sea. What happened with the Red Sea? Their whole journey started when God split the water into a column, and they passed, it says, dry shot or on, on dry land over the Red Sea. One more time. God opened the water, and they passed through the water to start the exodus. Well, didn't know if you know that that's how it ends. In Joshua chapter 3, they're on the other side of the Jordan River, and when the Ark of the Covenant, they start to press through on the river, what happens? It says in Joshua chapter 3, verse 14 and beyond, it says that the waters opened, and they passed through the waters into the homeland that God gave for them. It's the Jordan River. And the Jordan River, for God's chosen people, it is the place that many things happened, but it's where the exodus came to its fulfillment. Because God opened the waters. And when God opened the water, he revealed what he was giving them, which was their chosen land. Amen? So all that's happening, all that's in the imagination, the mind, the heart, the eyes of a first century Jewish person as Jesus is in the Jordan River. Now many things are happening with his baptism. We could talk about lots of things, but I'm going to zero in on the where and the what. Jesus, where is he? He's in the Jordan River. And he is inaugurating, he is beginning a new exodus. The first exodus had God liberating people from slavery to freedom, and they were given a, a place to live. The first exodus. However, there's a second exodus where God is going to not liberate people from the slavery of Egypt, but God is going to liberate his people from the slavery of sin. There's a new exodus. And in the first exodus, God opened a river and revealed their earthly home. And in today's gospel, what happened? It wasn't the waters that were opened. It was the heavens that were opened. And we heard the words of the Father, just like when Jesus was transfigured, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And as the heavens are open, what is revealed is our ultimate homeland. So check out the imagery here. In the first exodus, the waters were opened, and it was the waters that opened that showed him where their earthly home was. In the baptism of the Lord, it's the heavens that are opened, and that reveals our ultimate homeland. All that in the gospel today. Where you are reveals what is happening. It's where Jesus is in the Jordan that reveals what's happening. It's where the things are open that reveals what's happening. Where you are reveals what is happening. Amen? All right. Now, what does that mean? What it means is 
is, is God's revealing something to us. As the heavens are open, y'all, that's where we're all going. Amen? That's where I want to go. The, the earthly homeland, while sacred and beautiful and awesome, it, it now is, is not our ultimate destination. Our ultimate destination is there. And my longing for you is for you to get there. Amen? Now, some of you are walking in church today because you're here for the baptism. And I'll be honest with you, you haven't been to church in a long time. I want to say welcome home. I'm glad you're here. Because what you don't know is there are a bunch of other people who are in church today for the first time. And they didn't tell you that. And, and it's okay. I want to say welcome. It's great to have you. And some of you are walking in, and you've got a whole bunch going on, and you're just like, Phew. you're just trying to get through life, and if that's where you are, that's okay. We're all in this together. No matter what life has been like, I'm just telling you, we are going somewhere. And if you don't know where you're going, it's easy to get lost along the way. Let me say that again, because you're going to say it with me. If you don't know where you're going, it's easy to get lost along the way. Ready? Here we go. If you don't know where you're going, it's easy to get lost along the way. One more time. If you don't know where you're going, it's easy to get lost along the way. Don't we all know that? If I don't know where I'm going, I can get lost on the journey. And if, if that's where some of you are, praise God, welcome. I've been there. I'm still trying to figure out my way. But you see, where you are reveals what's happening. And that means that we all, it would serve us if we had a conversation about where we are. I told you last week that I had an awesome Christmas. I heard close to 300 confessions, 30 hours of being in that box listening just for you. And I would never, ever, ever reveal or even try to remember what's said there. But I had a lot of conversations with people in church after confession and had lots of conversations with people in the vestibule during Mass. And I ran into a lot of you at Christmas. You know what? This is what I heard. This is where I think we are. Where you are reveals what's happening. Right? Where are we? I think a lot of us here today, and we're all in different places, but the one thing we have in common is all of us, I think, we're going to hear from you, is we all kind of want to take one step closer to God. It doesn't matter where you're starting, but I think if I'm listening right to you, I think I'm hearing that a lot of us want to take one step closer to God, but we're all starting in different places. So there's no one step that's going to be right for everybody. And I think a lot of us don't know what that step is, much less how to get there. So what if we did this together? And what if we started a conversation today? And what if we did this together? And we got to start with where you are, because where you are reveals what is happening. Amen? All right, so let's open up that little handout, all right? So it's in the bulletin, or you had it. It's got the four pictures of people in the front. Grab that. And if you don't have one, just look on the person on the side of you. 
If you don't have one and your person you're with doesn't have one, steal the one from the person on the side of you. All right, and then tell them to go get one. Right, there's four people there. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through this, right? And, and just, just let yourself rest and see if, see if one of these people kind of connects with where you are. Some of us, I think, some of us, not all of us, but some of us, are kind of like the rich young man who gets a bad rap. Rich young man was a good person. And a lot of us here, like, that's you. You're a good person. Rich young man, he went to mass. Let's use contemporary language. The rich young man, he went to mass every Sunday. The rich young man probably went to confession a lot. The rich young man treated people right. The rich young man had his life together. And the rich young man comes to Jesus and said, Master, what must I do to take the next step? And I think maybe that's for some of you. Some of you are like the rich young man. You've, you've, you've forgiven everybody who needs to be forgiven. You've uh, you got rid of your bananas, if you remember that homily. You, 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 you forgave people. You're going to Mass. You're here. And if that's where you are, hey, praise God. Welcome. But there is more for you. I promise you that. And, and maybe you're asking, maybe you don't even ask, maybe you're asking, hey, what must I do? What's the next step for me? And if that's where you are, if you're like the rich young man, hey, praise God. Welcome. Second person that some of us might connect with is the man born blind. Now, I'm not talking about the physical eyesight, but this is what happened with the man born blind. He had this encounter with Jesus, and he said, he said, who is he that I might believe in him? Here's, here's what I know. Now, this, this next group, you're quiet, and I love you. Like, I'm glad you're here. But some of us in church today, nobody knows about it, but some of us in church today, you don't even know if you believe in Jesus. You're here, but you watch the Discovery Channel, and you're like, I, I don't see the kind of miracles. and Like, you've got good questions just about God. Or you've got questions about the Catholic Church. You watch the media and the news and all the stuff that happened last year, and you don't know why you got to go to confession, or you just have a lot of questions, and you're kind of asking, hey, who is he that I might believe in him? You just have questions, and if that's where you are, praise God. But you see, where you are reveals what is happening. Third thing, some of us might feel like the, good Samar uh, the, the Samaritan woman. Uh, male or female, it's, it's not her gender. It's she was drinking from the wrong well, you might say. She was thirsty. She kept drinking after sin, after sin, after sin. And she looked at Jesus and she says, I'm tired of being thirsty. Where can I get water that's going to make me not be thirsty anymore? Some of us are here, and I'm glad you're here if this is you. I'm really glad you're here. But you can't stop sinning. You've got one thing, it just keeps jumping on you. Anger or gluttony or, you know, whatever it is. You, you want to stop, and you, you've reached a point where this, like this, I've got to stop. And you've tried to do that in the past by yourself, and that doesn't work, and so you're kind of sitting here, and all of a sudden you're realizing, gosh, I'm not that guy and that guy, but I'm like her. I need help with purity or, like, whatever. Praise God. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Because where you are reveals what's happening. 
Or number four, maybe you can't even focus on those things. You're like, Father Mark, that sounds awesome, all that religious stuff, but I am in a storm. And maybe you recognize or maybe you resonate with the disciples who were in a storm, and it was really nasty out there. And Jesus, guess what he was doing? He was sleeping in the boat. And, and they looked at him and said, do you not care that we're perishing? Like, wh- what are you going to do about the storm? And so some of you might just have a storm. You might have a storm in your marriage or at your house or with your kids or at work or financially or with your health or just personally and nobody knows about the storm. But you're going through a storm and you don't really care about all the other stuff. You just want to know, oh my God, where are you? I need help. And if that's where you are, hey, welcome. I'm glad you're here. But where you are reveals what's happening. Now, if you flip that page over, flip it on over. Give you a little homework, right? One thing that we can do this week, just one thing. Keep it real simple. One thing. You could take this sheet home with you. If you need extras, we got some over at the information desk. We'll hook you up with that. Take that sheet home with you. On the back, we got some questions. Just ask yourself those questions. Take one question a day. Uh, read one question before you shave or before you grab a cup of coffee. Let it kind of marinate in your heart all day long. Take one question every day, Monday through Friday of this week, and come on back next week, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to take one step every week. We're going to kind of figure out where you are, and then we're going to make it real easy for you to know what's the next step. But we're all going to have different next steps. But if you just figure out where you are, that's going to help you understand what's happening and what's next, right? So trust the process. We're in a process over the next couple weeks, right? We're going to make it real easy for us to, to take one step together. I want us to get to heaven And you, I know, you wouldn't be here if you didn't want to get to heaven. Do the homework. Let's ask the questions and just locate where you are. And then we'll take some steps on taking that next step together. Amen?